did you guys see um, all of uh, Eli Lake's uh, thirsty ass tweets to Barry Weiss, Mister? Never gonna smash. They call me Mr. Wow. I don't know how you deal with it. <laughs> they're, call, they're calling me Mr. Wow. I just looked at your mentions and G's. Yes, they're calling, they're, they're call, they are calling me Mr. Uh, another great piece by the inimitable Barry Weiss. <laughs> there, yo, if you search Eli Lake and Barry and at, at Eli Lake and at Barry Weiss, he has dozens of tweets where he'd just be like, now would be a good time for you to check out the great and brilliant writing of Barry Weiss, one of what our most think, talented writers. What do you think Eli was doing Valentine's Day? He was just sending her texts like, wow, I can't believe what you have to put up with him. What's the bev? I can't see it start. Ooh, yes. I can't create it. Is that a dildo? It looks like a dildo. That is a handcrafted Armenian brandy bottle by this very weird Armenian guy who hand makes a bunch. I could have gone with with lady shaped, but I I think. Yo, smash that into my butthole, seriously. Uh, Can I sit on it? That is just like a cock. Wow. Anyway, so on Valentine's Day, how many? I think Eli was racking up 100k Snapchat score with Barry, <laughs> and he was he was saying, "I can't believe what you have to put up with him." Uh, wow, is that your cousin in the picture? You deserve better. Oh, okay, you guys are cool again. Okay, have a good one, and then went to tweeting. Barry Weiss is at it again. He he is on a mission to have sex with every woman in Washington D.C. who lost her virginity on birthright. <laughs> like that's his. He's like he's like the guy in uh, Kids who wants virgins. to fuck all the virgins. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Zionists, I love him. <laughs> no skanks, no diseases, no loose as goose pussy. Just pure I wanna, pleasure. I want to remake the movie Kids, but with repulsive coastal conservative media. Follow Friday, Barry Weiss. <laughs> She's a great writer who is hated by the kind of people worth offending. Great Barry Rice on whether Harvey Weinstein will get the Bill O'Reilly treatment. What does that read mean? It. What the fuck? Th- a must read from Barry Rice on why the flag innocent at the Dyke March Chicago is not solidarity. It's anti-Semitism. <laughs> Badge of honor for Barry Weiss. It just keeps going on and on. From, from Barry from Barry Weiss at Eli Lake, and they're all just like, "Wow, you're like my you're like, you're like my little brother." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're my best friend. Let me check out. I don't know, Eli. Oh, this is him talking to Ellie Valley, not Eli Lake. What'd she say to Ellie Valley? I don't know, Ellie. Maybe the fact that the publisher is trying to advertise the book on the back of an anti-Semitic tweet. Maybe that. Well, that's our whole strategy. Well, yeah, they, yeah. They, they haven't even started advertising the books off my tweets yet. <laughs> she goes... I'm promoting division by calling out Louis Farrakhan. No, you do not call out yeah. Minister Farrakhan. Protect Farrakhan. Protect <laughs> Farrakhan. You need a fucking e-meter reading. One of the many reasons to love Eli Lake, how he deals with haters. Oh, God. And it's, this, is a, this is the I, I love your passion uh, tweet. Does he still do that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, another tweet saying and, one of the many reasons to love Eli Lake. And Eli Lake slid into her DMs with the eyes emoji. And she said, oh, I meant, you know, like, oh, like a that's friend. That's the one where he really looks like an egg. Yeah. That C-SPAN video. He is uh, a horny little egg. Somebody, so I, I pointed this out. Uh, somebody replied, that's one egg that's not afraid of being smashed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, fuck. As long as we're talking about her. Uh, let, me, let me explain the, the Barry Weiss thing. Because I think it's a good example of 
the media and outrage and you know things people get mad at and online dragging and things like that. Uh, so Barry Weiss is the New York Times latest hire for their op-ed page. She's like a mini Megan McArdle. She's another of these sort of campus conservative types who have been promoted now into a position of prominence. <laughs> nice. No, I got that thing on me. God damn it. Run up on me. Run up on me right now. I'll squirt on you. <laughs> I got that motherfucking super soaker. I'll bust all over you. I am that one homie who busts. Suck on my toes. You're gonna be covered in my thirty ropes of bullets. Am I the only one who feels old when he does that? Yes. I know. I feel ancient. I'm Every time the- he fucking talks, I feel. <laughs> I just feel like I feel my prostate swelling. I'm the youngest member of the show now. I am the youngest member of the show now that Brendan is. That's true, you are. It's disgusting, honestly. Let's put this on hold and let's uh, let's sip our Armenian brandy. You guys enjoy. I'm playing. I'm playing with the bottle. Uh, okay, by the way, so we're now, we, uh, Amber has a, 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 <laughs> a dick-shaped <laughs> yeah. bottle of Armenian brandy. It's, yeah, Armenian brandy that is in a bottle that is a giant glass dildo. Yeah. It is and Felix, uh, hand-blown. Uh, in every sense of the word. Yeah. Uh, by some guy. Um, and there's like a little picture of him on the back uh, at the forge. Making a giant glass dildo that they're going to, in Armenia that they're going to put Armenian brandy in. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's sip a little of this fine liquor because oh, we have we have some celebrating we have a little do, folks. A little something to celebrate. Oh, baby fish. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, clink. Cheers. Delightful. Delightful. It's very good. Yeah. So um, we're celebrating the debut. Of the official Chapo book, The Chapo Guide to Revolution. Boom. Manifesto Against Logic, Reason, and Facts. Yep. Uh, number one, baby. Number one in the nation. Now, just releasing a book is cool enough. Yeah. Available for pre-order now. But uh, we fucking, at the highest point yesterday, we were top ten in all new releases in Amazon. We're currently number one in political comedy. Number one in radical political thought. Yeah. 15,000 people's just be. heads exploded. And now, Take and, that, Mal. <laughs> and now the overall number one pre-order book on Amazon at the moment. Oh, yeah. That's right. So uh, that's right. Number one radical book on capitalist hell site, Amazon.com. Overall, we hit, I think, 24 at one point. Yes. And the, the, num- the number one book on Amazon in, a- in any category right now, the number yeah. one overall on Amazon right now, Ugh. is Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to the Chaos. Yes. So... If you want to fight the alt-right... <laughs> you, know, you know what to do. It's true, yeah. Buy Jordan Peterson's book. <laughs> no! No, the oh, opposite. Oh, that's the other... Oh, Buy right. our book. Overthrow oh, okay. his book. Oh. Make us number one. And then, because that's... Politics is we win. Fight the power, put Chapo on the throne. Yes. Well, Jordan Peterson's book politics, is baby. about fighting the chaos. Our book is about spreading the chaos. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> All right. Can we talk about that for a second? Amber made this brilliant observation yesterday about Jordan Peterson. Lay it on us. Oh, oh. The, what he sounds like. Yes. That's oh, yeah. Right. So the- people have been saying uh, Canadian Kermit. 
but he actually and I think someone else someone else actually pointed this out to me. Um but he actually sounds like which one is it, Matt? I forget which It's Frank. Frank from the Professor Brothers. I forget or which China, Professor Brother, yeah. Uh find her seats there and just uh bunch in close to the front. I'd like are, they, are we listening to so, Jordan uh, Peterson right now? Chris. Long ago there were these two awful towns. Uh, Sodom <laughs> Named after sodomy <laughs> and Gamora. It's just it's dead on. Can yeah, we, yeah, can yeah. we, can we play even weirder move? Frank to a, do a side by side. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. Pl- put some uh, Peterson in there next to it, but it's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fliff, not even counting it. God, the world got mean really fast. Death was hanging out. His buddies were there. Peter Pan doesn't want to give that up. Why? Well, he's got some adults around him, but the main adult is Captain Hook. Hippies started pouring in, the girls were gone, and I was no one to everyone. Well, who the hell wants to grow up to be Captain Hook? First of all, you've got a hook. I looked down, and I had the body of a heavy reader. I cannot get that image out of my head of Frank. Remember when somebody made that Master Shake video of that? Of uh, Mark Levin. Other no, wasn't uh, uncanny well, as well. It was, it was of uh, uh, Donald Mark Levin as Master Shake. No, the owner no. of the, uh, the of that uh, basketball team. Um, oh, oh, Donald, Donald Sterling. Sterling. Donald Sterling. Yeah. He also sounded like a lot of people yeah. sound like. Well, it's because Master Shake is the voice of grieved white hysteria, mm. and he's now president. Because Trump sounds like Master Shake too sometimes. He does. There was one. There was one bit. quote yeah. where he was where he was talking about the uh, the NFL shit, and he said. They're ruining the game! <laughs> it sounded exactly like Master no, Shake. My dream is that Levin and Peterson get together and just have a conversation and that somebody animates this with oh, Frank yes. and Master yeah. That would be amazing. Oh, God, my beautiful. favorite thing about him, about Peterson, is he tries to... He, when he's doing his speeches, he tries to do the Dennis Leary thing of being sort of a badass where he's like, hey, I got news for you, bucko. Or like, uh, sorry, a uh, 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 reality check, sunshine. But How come I can't of- get a regular cup of coffee anymore? It's always latte mocha frappafuckio. How about a regular coffee? And let me, let me just smoke a cigarette in there. www.whatthefuck.com www.blowme.com CA. <laughs> but that's the thing is that he's trying to have that sort of macho uh, jocularity, but he's got that quavery, always on the but verge it's, it's of tears Canadian accent. The Canadian. So yeah. it really is. He, he more, whenever he tries to sound like that, he sounds like the guy in Fargo is mad about the true coat. Yeah. And he goes, you're a liar, Mr. Leonard. <laughs> Fucking liar. <laughs> uh, uh, Jacob Bacharach uh, wrote... Uh, uh, a quick uh, review of 12 rules for life the other day and one of the rules for like the first rule for life is uh stand up straight with your shoulders back Ugh. because that's how you like signal confidence and authority and jacob had a great line which he says uh if you're familiar with his uh his his video uh like all of his video and youtube appearances you realize it's a rule he only intermittently follows himself what are the other rules oh well matt's gonna read well, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna dive yeah, we're, i am going to we're gonna dive deeper every into one it. of those stupid rules i'm still trying to get my head around okay Okay, you're supposed to stand straight with your shoulders back, but you're also supposed to be a lobster. Well, so no, I thought a, you'd supposed to scuttle across the ground. No, the lobster is a metaphor here, Matt, for for no, dominance hierarchy. The lobster is supposed to be an indicating species. Yeah, that's Wait. the thing. He's not using it as a metaphor. He a metaphor. literally says we're like lobsters. Maybe he means see the movie The Lobster, where he becomes a lobster. Maybe he's a big fan of the B fifty twos. 
Is that all? Who is it? Who is Those are the two lobsters. Maybe he really enjoys Cheddar Bay biscuits. Oh, okay, okay. He's a Beyonce fan. No, but that's the thing. Know. You said because antidepressants. Work yes, he on says them. antidepressants work on Which, lobsters. Which how can you tell if a lobster is depressed? It's impossible. He's. He, you start listening oh, to the marriage. Do you subscribe to any lobsters on Medium? I do. <laughs> I, I've been I following asked, their progression. Have you lost that snip in your claws. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- I I've, because I'm getting ready to read this stupid book and talk about it i've been paying more attention to him and he is such an obvious fraud the fact that like david brooks is calling him the foremost intellectual in the western world is like we're fucked well and also we are so fucked uh, you can kind of tell because he's one of those extreme multidisciplinary people who's like Mm -hmm. i'm a doctor of like five things and it's like that is Really, a bad sign. Yeah, oh. that's that's everyone who puts out flyers for business mentorship. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, like, I know literally like one. I know a, a Snapple caps worth of knowledge about five different subjects. A friend of the show, Shuja, pointed out that recently Peterson was arguing with a Zizek quotes account. Yes, that yes. he thought was Slavoj Zizek. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> we we we're we're the only people recently who've prompted response from the man himself. Remember that. When we oh, annotated his bathroom yeah, yeah. article, yeah. You're talking about Zizek, not Peterson, yeah, not right? Peterson. Yeah, yeah. He uh, supposedly has a good Peterson take, which makes sense because they are kind of working in the same milieu. I read well, that his, his take is like that he sucks, Aww. but he's also like kind of winning the culture war, which I agree with. Like, yeah. no one really, like, no one on the left, like, really has an answer for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because we've entered uh, the era where, people, where where the values are uh, just for are, people listening. If there is distracted laughter going on. <laughs> My darling, beautiful, large son, Ernest, is <laughs> he, Aww, buddy. he has to have a little minor surgery. Don't worry. But until then, he has to wear a cone. The cone of shame. <laughs> he looks very confused. Is he high? <laughs> no, he's he just like that. <laughs> he looks like he's on one. He's on cat. <laughs> he's an English party boy. He's catted up. But, uh, but. We're in the stage now where where progressive values are just supposed to be uh, self evident and they don't have to be argued for, and so nobody has nobody argues anything, and so a guy who wants to have an argument as pedantic and dumb and boring as it is, like they end up looking to a lot of people like, well, these guys clearly know what they're talking about because they're willing to actually argue a point, as opposed to the people who just sort of like look scandalized that you make an argument and then and then shut it down. Yeah, how dare you has not been a very good rhetorical no. device thus yeah, that, far for the left or really anyone. That was the entire 2016 campaign. Oh, yeah. How dare you? Yep. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Well, with the number one motherfucking book. <laughs> it's been great for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we're going to. We have our little. We have our outer heaven. We have our Zanzibar land. Okay. 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 Well, what are Whatever. you talking about? Giving him the. You know that. No, I don't know what Zanzibar land is. You mean Xanadu? No. No, not (laughs) Xanadu. He's talking about something from a game. You know what? I fucking listened to all your bullshit interests. (laughs) It's true. You mean history? It's true. He's very supportive of us. Whenever whenever Matt is like, uh, oh, I read a new new, uh, book by a guy whose name sounds like an Olive Garden menu item. (laughs) Or Virgil Virgil is like, oh, there's a new cat girl witch in Overwatch. (laughs) Or or Amber's like, oh, oh, I found a restaurant that serves seven types of tea. Or Will is like, I have a new kitchen doodad. I'm like, that's great. Tell me about it. I try to talk about the three things. Ours are the most respectable. We love food. Me and Will are 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 Epicureans. Yeah, of the gourmands. People. Yeah. Gluttons. 
Oh, speaking of uh, doodads, uh, Virgil, can you talk about the Porg? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Virgil has a new classic. Has a new toy that uh, he's a big I fan of. I should have brought it. I should have brought it. I looked at it before leaving the house, which is my new routine now, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't think to bring it, but. Hopefully, when we uh, next episode that I'm on, I'll bring the pork. But uh, Blair, uh, my my girlfriend, bought, got me for Valentine's Day a pork that talks. It is. Does it uh, say like, kill me? No, it makes that screeching noise. It gives oh, you fantastic. twelve that rules. Much it better. gives you twelve rules on how to live. <laughs> but but you like the pork. Here's the thing: we're we're getting a new like merchandise company that's going to you know make our merchandise, and. Uh, I said to our manager, that all sounds great, whatever, points, percentages, but they do the merch for Star Wars. Can they get me a Porg? And he said, yeah, okay, sure. We can can make it. Art of the deal, baby. And so I'm, long story short, I'm going to have two Porgs. (laughs) Deals are my art form. That means you get to make the Porgs fuck. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'm assuming they have cloacas. Probably so rub those yes. against each other. Well, okay, they're like a bunny type creature, right? No, they're like a they're like a bird. They're like puffins without beaks, basically. It is. I feel like the government should sort of step in and keep birds from fucking. Have you ever seen that? It's disgusting. It's terrible. Awful. So it's awful. Cats too. There's like super. There's like ten minute long supercut videos of birds fucking on YouTube. Foxes and sound awful. like a woman being murdered. I mean, it's literally horrible. The only animal I want to see fuck are gorillas. From the dropping dick off video. Because <laughs> they, yeah. they do it like us, but they're more relaxed because their arms are longer and they kind of prop themselves up and they can just, their pelvis is sort of like the drinking bird. It sways back and forth hmm. instead of just sort of like getting on all fours and pumping like an asshole. Well, like yeah, but I don't, I don't get how they get an anchor because their dicks are so small. Yeah, they got the, they they got the tiny smallest dicks. dicks of primates. They right? do. You know, the they, smallest they the same length, same length of dicks as armadillos, both four inches. Wow. The biggest disparity between size of animal yeah. and size of penis right. in the Which entire animal kingdom. Oh, in the entire I always yeah. like to make jokes about whenever down there's a new King Kong movie where you can never see his dick. You'd never be able to see his dick. It would be like hidden up there. You'd, it would be too small. Even though it would be like the size of like a Kia, on him you wouldn't even see it in all the fur. Do you ever see those videos of like uh, at SeaWorld and shit where they have to like jack off Shamu? No. <laughs> oh man, those things. It's like another. Like, Why did it's they like an- videotape that? Well, you know, <laughs> posterity, science. For their cam, uh, <laughs> yeah, ch- chatterbait tokens. Oh, that's how go off King started. Oh, that's that's well, what they made uh, the shape of water, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there was that guy who famously had a. A dolphin orgy. John house. Lilly, John yes. one of my favorite characters in American history, who who reputedly had Hollywood starlets, famous people that we would know today, who secretly came to his uh, mm-hmm. his house and fucked dolphins. He was he, also an LSD guy. Oh yeah, yes, he yeah. would give dolphins and people LSD. He was convinced that. Uh, Human-animal communication could be bridged, and it could be bridged through dolphins. He had a like sort of almost James Bond-like villain laboratory in the Caribbean yes, that was funded by the CIA. A laboratory, a submarine. <laughs> the entire first floor of the house was like uh, had water up to your like waist or whatever, so the dolphin could swim around. And he had female assistants that he would be like, "Well, you'll be living with a dolphin now," and you know. <laughs> Things happen when men and women are together. And yeah, and, uh, Walter Kern told me he uh, would arrange liaisons between his dolphins and uh, 
certain A-list Hollywood actresses. Dolphins sometimes end up in uh, bays in Ireland, and then they just like live there because people like oh a dolphin and like feed them fish and stuff. And I went to uh, Dingle in Ireland. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> called that. And rode a boat around, and they show you like the dolphin. He'll pop up and say hi, and he'll be like, and the the the, the boat driver captain. I know that. I'm a tier one operator. Uh, was like, can you believe that someone came in and tried to fuck the dolphin last year? And I'm like, you know, I kind of can because it's kind of a common thing where there are dolphin pervs. They're pretty yeah. sleek. And uh, Lily. Hairless. Yeah, they're sleek and hairless and very elegant. They're always smiling at you, which yeah. is kind of inviting. Yeah. Lily's godless experiments were the inspiration for the delightful Sega Genesis game Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> God, we should do a whole episode on John Lilly, actually. Well, we, should, we should get a tank. Episode, he's a, he's got a whole tank. Echo the Dolphin. The Dollop, I would, the I dollop would did a classic episode on Lilly. On John Lilly? Yeah. Okay, so we, we can't follow them. No. But uh, John Lilly, fascinating character for anyone who's uh, interested. If you'd like dolphin to know more, yeah. Let's stream ourselves playing Echo the Dolphin. That's just as good, right? That's. I think we found out what our tour show is going to be. <laughs> it's going to be half Dennis Leary cover material and half Echo the Dolphin. Enjoy it. It's conceptual. <laughs> I gotta say, I would pay to see someone. He does a, uh, anybody who does a good Peterson. Felix has a good one. Just doing that, the a- asshole album. Oh the yeah, Dennis yeah, yeah, asshole yeah. album, just word for word as George. No wait, Peterson. adapt it, adapt asshole for Peterson's ideology. Everywhere, I don't <laughs> clean up my room or follow through on promises. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I go these days, I talk to young men. I talk to them and I see in their eyes they're tired of driving real slow in the ultra fast lane <laughs> while the people behind them are going insane. <laughs> uh, handicapped spaces are agents of chaos. You should park wherever you want like an lobster would. <laughs> no, no sir, our, our, this show and our book are the real agents of chaos. Absolutely. Yeah. And the higher it goes up Amazon, the more the chaos will yeah. spread. So. Yes. Our yeah, goal, we're dangerous, folks. <laughs> Our goal is to debut atop the New York Times bestseller list. In Number August. one, and whoever will be on top of there right now, it's Peterson, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's probably going to be some guy we've never heard of at that. Point. By that, point? oh no, yeah, we're gonna we're like the top one, two, three, four spots are going to be books called like food. The real stuff you eat, <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like, yeah, the mom executive. Uh, yeah, it's gonna and, be yeah. making time for making time and yeah. those kind of things. Be your own boss and fire yourself by Steve Harvey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Charlemagne the God's new book, and then us. Uh, and it's you know what I'm fine. I was checking the the Amazon list, and there was one book that really uh, tickled my fancy called "The Self Motivated Child." <laughs> <laughs> That's us. That is extremely us. Uh, yeah, I think that was written by Joseph Coney. <laughs> How to get the most out of your workforce? How to get them to be self-starting? No, we're 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 gonna get number one, and then we're gonna be overtaken by the the autobiography of a sixteen-year-old SoundCloud rapper. That's that's our which I will destiny. also write. So it's like we're gonna stay winning. <laughs> I'm gonna write the little Zan autobiography. <laughs> you can't write someone else's autobiography. You could ghost ghost write it. Well, well no, it could oh, be. What, what if I get the face off surgery? <laughs> no, the the auto. Oh, you you think I used the wrong word? Actually, I was thinking Matt? two steps ahead, like a lobster does. <laughs> Matt, it's the autobiography of little Zan as told to Felix Peterman. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's, it's just it's like, like Alex Haley. Yeah. 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 yeah, just like Alex Haley. Yeah. 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 I like it. 
Um, yeah, I'm really excited for the book, though. I think it's good. It's like, uh, some people are making fun, like, oh, uh, just a bunch of screenshotted tweets. We actually, we actually wrote new material. It's all new, new stuff. It's all new. And uh, I just realized that we actually, uh, it's probably going to be, um, you know, obsolete by the time it comes out in August because we already have to update it to reflect the fact that Megan McArdle has failed even further upwards Astounding. than when we wrote the book. Amazing. When she was ensconced at Bloomberg View at about a quarter million dollars a year or something. Oh, Christ only knows how much. She's now at the Washington Post. Yeah. And you better believe there's a whole section on her in the book. So buy the book. Just buy, buy our book. book. Buy the damn book. Yeah, I hope you guys uh, get used to it now because we're going to be pitching it hard. Buy our book. Um, moving along, um, can we talk about uh, those hilarious militia videos we were watching a second ago? Yes, yes. we yeah. should. We should give some context to this, though. Okay, like obviously, it's a Thursday. That means there's been another school shooting somewhere yes. in America. Uh, this one particularly heinous in Florida. And basically, so at some point today, uh, it began being reported that the uh, the shooter himself was received training by this Florida-based militia group, but the only source for it appears to be this deranged sort of Danny McBride-type character who runs this militia. And all we're saying is, you know, like with especially... You know with how the, ISIS says they do everything? Yeah. But it, they it, don't do everything? There's good reason to be skeptical, and especially with these like school shootings and shit like that, almost everything that gets reported in the first 48 hours is wrong in some way. Yep. And it's best not to jump too hard on any one fact that is emerging or even if it's widely reported. That being said, Will Summer found uh, videos of this guy Jordan Jerib and the Republic of Florida militia that is, I guess, claiming association with this school shooter to, I don't know, get their message out there or whatever. And holy shit, they are hilarious. But we we do think that they're lying about that. Right, like that does appear. It's looking to be, more and more fishy. Yeah, apparently the guy's base is over four hundred miles away from where this this kid, shooter lived. Just the only evidence is the try guy. Try to realize that also that journalists just fucking report on anything because of the way the news cycle operates right now. Watch the fucking Charlie Brooker video that makes the rounds every time. Like it, the way we report on mass violence in this country is a giant fucking mess, and. Half the time, people internalize the false story or a theory before even uh, all the facts come out, and it ends with people having a complete misunderstanding of what actually happened. Uh, yeah, and and like, the only evidence that this there's any connection with these people is the words of this absolute obvious clown, and and probably, uh, I mean, he's someone who clearly wants some publicity for his ridiculous organization and. And also the type of person who's extremely online enough to think that lying about this would be an epic, you know, lulls win. Like Paul Joseph Watson saying that he eats paper and then being like, LOL, you believed me when I said I ate paper. You're owned, not me. But we do know that the shooter was, he was basically an all right guy. Yeah, I mean, they they found his his YouTube comments and those predate anything related to this fucking clown. So uh, his Instagram, too. Yeah, but. Yeah, but so we have no idea what the connection is. I doubt it. We'll find out as the time comes, but there's no question that they're objectively hilarious. If you find any of these videos. They they like they took down all of the videos, which is weird because if you want to spread your message, you'd want to keep those out there. Well, they're 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 fucking panicky peeps. 
Like they, <laughs> no, nah, really though. You you got to give credit to ISIS. ISIS takes credit for everything, and they're like, also, yeah. Well, I got y'all here. Check out our new machine. <laughs> like they're like, yeah, you, yeah, we're problematic. You hate us. Well, we do all the massacres. You, you brought up uh, ISIS and Al Qaeda. When I was watching, they had a compilation called, uh, you know, Fl- Republic of Florida training best of. Yeah. And if that was the best of, I'd really like to see what the outtakes were. You know, like when the movie credit rolls and they do like the little in the letterbox, like. Little, yeah. little little Cannibal bloops run. and uh, blunders. Uh, all I could think about was the famous um, Al Qaeda training footage where they're doing the monkey bars. That was yeah. way and, more athletic. And then imagining that. any of these guys trying to do it and falling flat on their fucking ass. Yeah, there's one really good one that, that it's two. Uh, just husky lads in camo fatigues telling you how to tactically uh, run down a hill. And they're like, you're not going to... And like the wind is blaring, so you can't even hear what they're saying, but they're like... They're they're demonstrating the technique about how, how to slide down about a three-foot incline. And they're like, if you were a real operator, you're not going to want to run down that hill. Yeah. If, the Jew, if the Jews want to challenge you to Red Rover, you have to be ready. The Jews want you to run down that hill, but if you slide, if you tactically slide with your tactical front-facing mass... You will win. They, uh, if the Jews challenge me to Super Smash Brothers in real life, I will slide right into them. Do you hear that, you fucking kikes? <laughs> they really are. It's like a bunch of young Walter soap checks. They dress and sound and look exactly like like a 20 years younger Walter soap check. Uh, yeah, there's a video where they're all clearing a room, but they're just sort of slowly walking into <laughs> yeah. it, which I guess is amazing for them, because it's like, this simulates an environment in which we are tactically invited to a house party, <laughs> but it, they're supposed to be doing a stack and clear. It's like a SWAT technique, but it, it looks like the, the, it looks like the white militias they've been inspired by are the Northern Irish loyalists, the Boers, and the Keystone cops. Like, they're falling on top of each other. No, the, the the one you're referring to, like they're doing a, like a breach of a house, but it's clearly just their house. So they have the door already open because they don't want to kick their actual door off the hinges. <laughs> well, mom would be mad. Yeah. Uh, there's another really fucking funny one of the leader or one of the leaders of this group, Jordan Jerob. Jordan? Just like. <laughs> Even his name sounds it's, like a waddle. Yeah. It sounds fat. It's, Jordan yeah. Jerob. it's best said through a mouthful of pudding. It's him. Jordan <laughs> it's him uh, hassling a group of teens. Smoking weed George, in the public park. We're in a fucking Pinchon novel. This sucks. <laughs> uh, he, he he hassles a bunch of teens who are smoking weed in a public park, <laughs> and, and, and like and just get, like rouses them out of there. And, and uh, he's just like, "Stop poisoning your mind. You got to get straight because you can't face reality. If you try to come do this around my community, you're going to get confronted by me or the cops." And uh, yeah, it's just like a it's like that movie Observe and Report. Oh, it's like yeah. all, all of those guys are exactly such like an that. underrated movie, by the way. It really is. Yeah. It's, it was too. It was like too dark when it, was it came very out. People dark. didn't really get it. It like, was very dark. But it, honestly, if you want to insight into sort of yeah. dislocated white male reactionary lone uh, psychopath yeah that movie yeah. predicted a, a lot of the tendencies of of these guys that we're seeing now yeah well no we're gonna read to you megan mcardle's advice for kids <laughs> yeah. in a school shooter situation that was uh just musing hey how come like you know these two dozen kids don't just rush the shooter using their bodies yeah. <laughs> like just throw kids at this problem I, if we there is an act still the the, the the bourgeois versions of thrift diligence and martyrdom in our youth 
That, yeah, that, we need to teach our kids about how the Soviets won Stalingrad. Yeah, <laughs> take no step back. Uh, I, you know, if you don't have a ruler, pick up a ruler from one of your fallen comrades. The the flag that they raise that they raise over the the Reichstag is just the turkey that you cut out of the construction paper. <laughs> Fuck it. Let me uh, let me read let me read the uh, let me read the McArdle's mass shooting take uh, because he just got hired by the Washington Post to be a regular yeah, op. In all seriousness, congratulations. She's a thought leader. Put She's in Post leader. Malone. Congratulations. Uh, where is it? Here he goes. Uh, She's a thought leader. She's a pog. <laughs> <laughs> I'd all here she goes. Here's Megan. I'd also like us to encourage people to gang rush shooters <laughs> rather than following their instincts to hide. This it- is <laughs> less this is less realistic than Red Dawn. Well, what's so amazing about this is so her whole thing, their whole skeptical libertarian thing is they're always very they're always there to throw water on any kind of social engineering scheme, right? It's like, well, markets are sort of people's expre- expressing their preferences, and we kind of have to let that work, and because you always have a negative consequence for trying to do something. Like you might put you might put fireproof plating on a thing, but you know that's costing money and time that could have been done something that might be more important. Blah blah. blah. That's all all of this. But she wants us to somehow. She doesn't say how inculcate into people from childhood to ignore their instinct to survive mm-hmm. and become a like a giant organism <laughs> like to, to like become like a, in a beehive or We're like gonna, ants. Uh, become a gundam yeah to just be like to like yeah stop being an individual who's worried about life or death become part of a collective being uh that that can swarm over someone and doesn't care if it lives Some or dies let me How's that for fucking social engineering? Here, so let me read the rest of this. She goes, uh, rather than following their instincts to hide, if we drilled it into young people that the correct thing to do is for everyone to instantly run at the guy with the gun, <laughs> these sorts of mass shootings would be less deadly. Because even a guy with a very powerful weapon can be brought down by 8 to 12 <laughs> unarmed bodies piling on him at once. Would it work? Would people do it? I have no idea. <laughs> that is the oh, best way, way to introduce a plan. Treating high school like full metal jacket is kind of how no, we got no. into this problem. Preschool. Teaching priests. You got to start up when they're kids because this was after Newtown. Wait, wait, that was last, in an elementary that school. Let Will read yes. the last line. Would people do it? I have no idea. All I can say is that both these things would be more effective than banning <laughs> rifles with pistol grips. I can say I can that for sure. Say that Imagine for what that training sure. would look like. But your four year old crying. You're hitting him with riding crops. You're no, telling you're them that death, so death is glorious. Oh my god, I know just It the, is glorious to die for the cause of your school. Matt, I know you just say the that guys to train the kids. We were watching their videos. <laughs> well, Matt, you say Ar- Ar- Iran managed to do well, it. What's like saying? <laughs> she wants no other element of that. She doesn't want any kind of a she wants atomized uh, uh, neoliberal subjects in every way, but she wants to turn she children into Bazish fucking uh, 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 fucking wave attackers. That is insane. It's so. It's like it so it proves that ho- that she's absolutely ad hoc, making up bullshit. None of it is connected to any kind of broader idea. It's just well, I can't say that gun control is good because that's what the libs say. What else? What could I do? 
instead. So what would not be gut? I got to say something because you just sound kind of like out of touch and callous if you say, well, there's nothing we can do about kids getting killed in an elementary school. But I can't say we can get rid of guns because the libs say that. How about we get a cadre of uh, like child soldier uh, brainwashers. Oh. We hire a bunch of guys who abduct kids and turn them into soldiers in like Central African child Republic. Soldiers. No, well, the people who train the child soldiers, okay. and we take them to every the school. child wranglers, the child wranglers, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we put one in title? every school. I don't, I don't know what the title how about, is. How about you put them in sort of a studio environment with club quality music and lighting, an encouraging environment, soldier cycle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how do you integrate a world where one class a day, it's like you got reading and writing and arithmetic, and then you know death. You know, death swarming. The four, the four R's. Yeah. Reading, yeah. writing, arithmetic, and rampage. Yeah. <laughs> How do you integrate a school system, a, a, a culture that has that as a key component of childhood education with the sort of go-along-to-get-along laissez-faire market world of individual consumers that she advocates in everything else Look, she writes? Like- Look, she's not saying she has all the answers. <laughs> But I feel like there are no bad ideas in brainstorming, and you're being really negative. Yeah, right look, now. it's a complex world, but if I could teach my kids three things, it's manners, math, and martyrdom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to talk real quick about the uh, the Toilet Paper USA? We need to actually issue a correction. Yeah. Uh, the Toilet Paper USA person who wrote that god-awful essay that we read on the last show was indeed... Yeah, I was wrong. The, the, the diaper protest bubble-blowing yes, woman. Yes, at Kent State. I, at, I bungled yeah. the whole thing. I, I, they say uh, that uh, that uh, victory has a thousand fathers, uh, but uh, defeat, uh, failure is an orphan, and I take responsibility. I went, I, went to, I went to TPUSA. It was the goddamn sexiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but um, Brendan actually made a, a good point about this, where he was like, this week we saw in both Megan McArdle and Barry Weiss, like the absolute apex of what you can achieve is sort of a uh, campus Republican uh, astroturf contrarian. And then in TPUSA, you have the absolute lowest you can possibly go in terms of, um, you know, writing a subliterate essay, sharing it with the world, and then uh, dissolving your own organization because too many people made fun of you. Well, you talked about the essay on the last episode. Yeah, yeah. You didn't talk about, that was too late breaking the, um, yeah, no, the, the Kent the, State Massacre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah TPUSA, Kent State, the famous, uh, famous diaper uh, chapter. Marquee <laughs> uh, chapter. They, uh, the head of it uh, resigned, said she was disbanding the chapter. Uh, because of how abusive TPUSA is to their uh, <laughs> student labor source, let me pull that up. To to be to be like a campus Republican, like you must believe that like you're doing it for some future employment in one of these god awful think tanks or working on a political campaign. Versus, who's that guy you were making fun of who had future political consultant in his bio? Some, some random. Well, the point is they all think that they're in on the con, and then when they realize they're being con, there's always that you know. It's harsh. Yeah, yeah. it really is. The whole thing is a classic pyramid scheme, like so much of uh, right-wing uh, ec- ec- you know, economies and, and subcultures. Like, there's a small group of people who are going to get gigs uh, you know, in campaigns and think tanks and whatever, and they're going to make careers out of being you know, useless power-up-aganda wads. But a lot of these people are just getting exploited at the base level with the thought that, ah, I'm going to be the one. And like, no, you're not. That's cool. That's cool. They're getting exploited. Yeah, no, they deserve it. They have uh, it Speak for yourselves. I'm going to unionize them. <laughs> I'm going to unionize them for all their cool projects like, um, 
you know, uh, they make a beach ball that just says every ethnicity on every side and it says X ethnicity matters. And they're like, oh, will people get offended by this? And no one gives a shit. I'm going to help them dress up in Victorian sailor costumes and lick lollipops that say taxation. <laughs> I'm going to help them do all their work. I think it is it is funny that they have an identical media model to like East Coast liberal media, which is just you degrade yourself. You just debase yourself for a few years for no fucking pay. Give up every part of your soul. And then they're like, all right, you can be an asshole that everyone hates for a paycheck now. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, going to be paying for the uh, for the X-Lax for their next project where they just all get out into the quad and shit into sombreros. Here's the gist of it. She accuses the head honchos at TPUSA of approving the diaper protest, but then saying after it was a huge embarrassment that, no, that was the decision of this one local chapter. Oh, that's like Splinter the- Cell. If you are captured, we will disavow you. You are you are unofficial. This is black ops. She also, to dress up like a little crying baby and say that it's about sales tax or something. She also <laughs> alleges that uh, it was Young Americans for Liberty uh, members who were the ones dressed up as children. Uh, but then later on, she says, although I, ha- I thought the Safe Space event was funny and have zero remorse for holding it, I took full responsibility for it when Turning Point failed to show any leadership. I had zero obligation to act in this manner. However, my heart and soul were still dedicated to helping this organization grow as much as possible. With this, I swallowed my pride, apologized, and moved forward in the direction that Turning Point wanted me to. I swallowed my pride. My diaper used to be white. I got nothing but faith in markets. <laughs> Uh, then she whines about uh, not being able to get an NRA event and how Frankie told them they were not allowed to bring Kyle Chapman, uh, the base stick man, yeah. to our campus since Turning Point <laughs> wants to distance himself from the alt-right, despite him being a constitutionalist Ron Paul supporter. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, though, about, like, it's not even, like, four years ago now that, like, the Ron Paul, what was the, when was the Ron Paul revolution really? It was in? 2008. 2008? Yeah. yeah. Still, still kind of there in 2012, but, like, a yeah. little bit. I just feel like everyone who was like a libertarian online, like there were ninety percent of them now are just alt right. Well, that that Florida Senate candidate, what what is his name? Sol Invictus. uh, Is it Augustus Invictus or Sol Invictus? Augustus Sol Invictus. I want to get the man's name right. (laughs) Also known as super cool dude. Yeah, just an awesome pimp, a a smooth player. Uh, you guys want to read that Politico piece about how to own an immigrant? Yeah, I would love to. Because I'm looking. I got to say though, like when I first saw this. I was like, yeah, you know, like I've because I've had this experience as a writer where editors, you know, they change the title to something really click baity um, and you get really frustrated because you're like, this is really misleading. It has nothing to do with what I actually wrote this, however, was right the first time when it was called What If You Could Get Your Own Immigrant? The, what, the current- and then they changed the title after people got real mad. To uh, what was it? Sponsor an immigrant yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like a feed the children thing. You can sponsor an immigrant, like an African child. But it was originally called "What if you could get your own immigrant?" And uh, Politico here at the top of the editor's note says the original. The original headline was offensive to many readers. We changed the headline on Tuesday night to better reflect the author's intent. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. The author's intent was the first fucking title, which is a, I mean, we're dealing with a lot of kind of interesting ideas right now because people are sort of butting up against this idea that no borders isn't really a policy. It's kind of a libertarian anti-policy. So we're like, how do we construct the positive legislation that would create a humane 
immigration uh, procedure for the United States of America. And um, Stephen Paws uh, <laughs> no went, went with... Eric, Eric Paws. <laughs> Eric Paws, that's it. Eric Paws went with, uh, what if immigration... But also slavery. <laughs> uh, Eric Paz is Richard Posner's son, and he, he definitely earned everything he got in life. This is yeah. by Eric Paz yeah, exactly. and uh, Glenn Wheel. The Paz that refreshes. Uh, can I just start reading here? Go for okay. it. Okay. The raw emotions generated by immigration policy, provoked by heartrending stories of families torn apart by deportation or citizens murdered by illegal immigrants, have scrambled political allegiances and confused public debate. Republicans, usually the champions of family values and small government, now want to restrict family unification and give bureaucrats the power to screen people who want to enter the country. Democrats, traditionally the allies of the working class, want big no. business. Yeah, want big business to select immigrants and have given scant attention to legitimate interests of working class natives. The only way to end this politically charged debate is slavery is to think carefully about benefits and costs as well as politics and perceptions. We need a new immigration system that offers liberal admission policies, but targets its benefits to native workers rather than corporations. Here's how the program would work. Imagine a woman named Mary Turner who lives in Wheeling, West Virginia. Done. (laughs) (laughs) She was recently laid off from a chicken processing plant and makes ends meet by walking and taking care of her neighbor's pets. Mary could expand her little business by hiring some workers, but no one in the area would accept a wage she can afford. Again, what do we go with? What do we go with? The solution for human misery... Caused by poverty, start a business. Hire people. Be someone else's boss. Already starting out really strong is what I'm saying. Uh, Okay. um, Mary goes online to a new kind of international gig economy website, (laughs) a Fiverr for immigrants. I don't even know what Fiverr is. Fiverr is the fucking thing with those fucking subway ads. Oh, it's just coffee for lunch, and you follow through on your follow-through, and you're you're working yourself to death, and it's awesome. The thing that everyone was horrified by, he's like, what if we did that, but also forced refugees to do that? (laughs) People who have even less, you know, like, leverage in the fucking economy because of their desperation and lack of of connections. It's a gig economy website where the original concept was anyone could hire anyone else for five dollars to do some menial thing jesus christ um, uh side side note to that uh matt forney wrote an ebook about becoming rich by doing five jobs <laughs> what and it worked yeah and he I lives mean, in a golden castle in the sky he, i'm a, yeah. I'm a so, 500 so air well the the uh eric posner got the idea by seeing how successfully matt forney integrated into the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a new kind of international Duterte got elected. They're not sending their best. (laughs) (laughs) The the libs in the Philippines had to be like, "Uh, actually, Matt Forney's great. Um, a Fiverr for immigrants, uh, and she and Mary applies to sponsor a migrant to to sponsor a migrant to work at her West Virginia-based local neighborhood pet walking and cat petting business. <laughs> um, so uh, she she enters information about what she needs: someone with rudimentary English skills, no criminal record, and, aff- and an affection for animals. She offers a room in her basement, meals, and $5 an hour. They'll even pay for their passage to America. 
Which <laughs> provided that they pay back. She with will interest. provide you with mason jars that you can store your tears for all of your dead Syrian children. You know, I, I've always loved cultural exchange, but I love that we're just wholesale taking the Gulf uh, Gulf Cooperation Council. The Sunni monarchies, their migrant worker program that's just basically slavery. Yeah. Well, I like to think that this is harkening back to a, a more American tradition, indentured servitude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if that's the case, I think this should be restricted to the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> They're made for it. Yeah, they are made for uh, it. They love it. They love being indentured. It's their favorite fucking thing. Sponsor. Oh, I fucking love to get indentured. Oh, fuck. I, I can't that wait to I can't wait dolphins. My, they love yeah. being love indentured. I love to fuck a dolphin and then become an indentured servant I'm, for a good five or ten I'm years. I'm doing this so my son can win an argument on the internet. <laughs> Years. <laughs> uh, sponsors under this program would be exempt from paying minimum wage. The website offers Mary some matches. People living in foreign countries who would like to spend some time in the United States and earn some money. No some money. Some money. After some back that. and forth, Mary interviews a woman named Sophia who lives in Paraguay. Sophia, who grew up in a village, has endured hardships that few Americans can imagine. Uh, she used to be an engineer until an American civil war <laughs> destabilized her entire country. Uh, she is eager to earn some money so that she could move to her nation's capital city and get some vocational training. So she's going to do that by making $5 an hour walking pets in Wheeling, West Virginia. Yeah. 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 Okay. A few weeks later, Sophia arrives in Wheeling. I just, this is a fish out of water sitcom story that's just bound to work out. Um, uh, after taking a one-week training course on American ways. <laughs> Holy fuck. American ways? Here's uh, your Fox Racing t-shirt. <laughs> Look, uh, when they give you your soda, do not be alarmed by the size of it. Yeah. That is, that's how much we drink. And you got to drink the whole thing. It's just the refill rules at every major chain restaurant. <laughs> you know, I gotta it's, say it's that video, is a legitimate it's a video with Jesse teaching you how to order. <laughs> American, to American soft drink policy is genuinely an outlier in the entire world. Oh yeah, you go oh, yeah. anywhere else. Like no, like refills. Not even fast food places have refills, and the cups are, I'd say, a third the size of a small cup. Yeah, you go to you go to like Spain or somewhere. They only give you thirty two ounces if you're like dying. That's a make a wish <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's like that's called a. I have, I have, I'm dying of cancer. I would really like to drink a giant, a big gulp. That's they, called, ha- they have to like fly you to America to go to a Seven <laughs> Eleven. That's how this program started. Well, that's called extreme unction. They just pour a big gulp over you. Uh, so he goes. She takes a training course in American ways. If things don't work out, the agency that runs the website will find a new match for Sophia as she's stranded penniless in a foreign country. She can just be bounced around <laughs> from place to place, just like serve, serving master after master. Uh, could, uh, uh, sorry, so- so- Sophia, you're in uh, West Virginia right now, but there's a dog that needs walking in Brooklyn this Saturday. Can you make it? Sorry, Sophia, this didn't work out. Get in the trunk. (laughs) Uh, It's okay. They can traffic her to other places. (laughs) Mary uh, will find someone new as well. While the program might seem crazy at first... And at last. It would not be that... extremely illegal. It would not be that different from existing H one the existing H one B program, except that individuals like Mary. Except there's human trafficking involved. Except individuals like Mary, rather than corporations like Google and Exxon, would sponsor the workers. Second, 
The program is not that different from the au pair program run by the State Department, nominally under the J-1 Cultural Exchange Visa Program, but in reality, a nanny migrant labor program used by upper-middle-class American families. A Visas Between Individuals program would extend the benefits of these types of immigration programs to everyone. You know, half the time they bust someone in the suburbs for slavery, it is an upper-middle-class person who has- Has a live-in maid. Has a live-in maid or a nanny. Yes. And like actual slavery. Wait a second, wait a second, hold on a second. A Visas Between Individuals program. What if there were a website that could match, let's say, well-meaning but- lonely, heartbroken men in this country <laughs> with wives and girlfriends in another country who you're want vocational training. Right yeah. You're <laughs> it's so hard you're blowing my mind. 280 character limit. So You start your relationship by deeming them, hi, you're so tiny. <laughs> So Sophia never becomes a citizen in this whole in this whole process. She just temporarily oh, no. No. works no. in America because for America's less than minimum a, wage is a gold mine for the astronomical amount of five dollars, which you could never get in Peru. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in an H one B visa, if you work for a certain number of years, live and work in the country, you can then apply for citizenship, right? I believe it, it's a path to naturalization, but we should check on that before we broadcast it. <laughs> All right, I'll check. According to our calculations, a typical family of four could boost its income by 10000 to 20000 by hosting migrants. Yes, of course they could, because human labor is the most liquid capital that exists. Like, actually owning people, like the only thing that has ever uh, superseded it is actual diamonds. The reason is that migrants to the United States usually increase their wages many times, allowing them to pay as much as $6,000 to hosts for sponsorships. So wait a second. Now they're paying their hosts in addition to living in their basement? Wait, wait, read, read, read Okay, that. this says... Uh, by they could boost their income, average family by ten to twenty thousand by hosting migrants. The reason is that migrants to the United States usually increase their wages many times, allowing them to pay as much as six thousand dollars to hosts for sponsorships. And our average family could sponsor up to that four is visas. Literally, indentured servitude. Yes, our average family could sponsor up to four visas, one for each member. You yeah, could open up your services. own little store and you not owe- pay them in regular money, yeah, but in your own special money. And then you could set the prices in your store, and that way, if they wanted a bag of flour, you could have uh, fifty Debbie bucks. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I can't. I would love to make my own currency. That would rule with my face on it. And then, like, I, I'm, I'm behind a little desk in the kitchen, like by the pantry. And if you want some like spam or, or fucking cornflakes, you got to hand over your some Kush bucks, yeah. dude, dude, dude. Crypto, crypto, make a crypto. No, Kush nerd coin. shit, nerd shit. You I want, want actual I want printed fo- yeah, I want that paper, paper. Yeah. That F-fold in money. Yeah. Uh, but you can print it, and it's backed by a crypto. Okay, yeah. What, okay. Here they go. Uh, we'll talk about it later. I'm skipping a paragraph here, but uh, they, they, they got right. Oh, by the way, really quick. Uh, H-1B, yes, it's a path to permanent uh, residency of citizenship. Uh, famously, Melania Trump. Oh. Oh, Ernest. <laughs> this little cone is giving him some trouble. Oh, buddy. Buddy. Uh, okay. They're, they're addressing some of our concerns. They say, they write here, Many people will worry that the Sophias of the world would be exploited by their sponsors, <laughs> but all health... Nice use of passive voice there, by the way. Would be exploited. Would be exploited by their sponsors, but all health and safety laws would apply to them, and periodic inspections could be undertaken. By whom? A fucking... Yeah. Uh, like, a army of, like, half a million inspectors? That's yeah. what it would take to cover the... Like, when you're this, living with your employer. Exactly. They, they in meet you in the basement. living room, and they're like, tell us, Sophia... 
are they beating you? <laughs> no. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, someone's standing behind yeah. them, just like smacking a rolling pin into yeah. their hand. Uh, it says, um, as uh, yes, Mary would be able to pay Sophia less than the minimum wage, but even at five dollars an hour, Sophia would earn many times what she earns on a farm but she also in Paraguay. Pay back six grand. This is disgusting. Doesn't person, she have to pay back six grand? Sophia would be free to leave at any time if she did not like the conditions of her employment. <laughs> You're free to leave. Yeah, okay. free to leave where? Well, to go home to Paraguay. But I mean, Start well, hold, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, though. They still cost six grand, right? Yeah. So still it's still there's still costs yeah. involved in getting them to the United States. Mm-hmm. If they don't do any work, how are they supposed to pay it back? Well, they just go to another family that has a you know home business that makes macaroni art. And sells it on Etsy. By the way, <laughs> this is Eric Paz is a law professor yeah. at the University of Chicago Law School. He's a professor of international law, contract law, and bankruptcy. That's my favorite university, by the way. He oh, God. is it's the fucking hellmouth. <laughs> he is in a major publication advocating for actual slavery. Now, when I point out that maybe the university system is actually an elite institution meant to reproduce the biggest horrors of capitalism. I am criticized. But this person is literally writes law textbooks. Well, he's not writing them. He has this woman. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Effectively. Uh, But but they love her. She's like a part of the family. And in her way, she also loves them. Effectively. Well, the Marias of the world that work in the house tend to like the family more than the Marias that work outside the house. (laughs) Effectively, this system allows the benefits of exchange in international labor that are permitted by online labor markets like Fiverr and Amazon Mechanical Turk. What the fuck is Amazon? Mechanical Turk was this thing where you would sort of... You would help uh, manually pick out uh, what's yeah. it, uh, Kafka images. Yeah, yeah. You, you do the, you, yeah. You'd be the human captcha to like. Just, oh, like the online I, I, university. I, 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 exactly yeah. like online yeah. university. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did digital gardening. Oh, yeah. digital gardening. Yeah. I made, I made uh, thirty-five dollars doing that in two thousand four. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you'd gone to Paraguay with it, though, you'd be you'd be king right now. Oh my god! It says uh, you know people in Paraguay also can st- just do mechanical Turk and Fiverr ship from Paraguay. Yep. But what if they? What if they were like a temporary child for somebody with a dog walking business <laughs> while they did it? Who I guarantee to you has an insane like anybody who would be found find this appealing is yeah. a maniac oh, God, yeah. oh with God. a god complex psycho the, who is turned on by the idea of having that much power over another person. Absolutely. There's zero percent chance. Absolutely, because be a normal so person much, would be like, "That sounds horrible." That there would be so much sexual violence in this oh situation God. immediately. Because a, a normal person says this, that would be horrible. It would be awkward at best it would feel gross it would be awful if you're extracted to this idea you are a sicko the, the idea that you would want to like import someone from a foreign country to live in your basement and pay them shit so that they can be a dog walker for you and that you could you, you could slightly expand yeah. your like also home it implies business. that what like miserable downwardly mobile americans want is to enslave non-americans yeah people who are more desperate than they are yeah which is not what they want that's not what people want. Uh, so it says here, um, wouldn't lower income Americans oppose a visas between individuals program because of fears that these immigrants would take away their jobs? At first, maybe. But they would soon realize. No, they wouldn't because they'd be like, oh, no, they're slaves. They're not going to take away their <laughs> job. 
At first, maybe, but they would soon realize that they can use the program to make money for themselves. Like Sophia, many Americans would like to start or expand small businesses. Others might try in entrepreneurial fashion to find foreign workers for American businesses, which would not be allowed to sponsor migrants under our proposal, taking a cut in the process. Google and Exxon would need to pay people like Mary God. to find migrants for their businesses. I swear to God. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about the, the petty tyranny of American small business owners, but also, the, for the most part, the sheer incompetence of people who open businesses in America. My God, have you ever watched Bar Rescue, for Christ's sake? Yeah. Like, these people could barely function, and they're going to be responsible. Responsible for the life, the like, the, like the the fucking livelihood and, and safety of another person who's in a strange country for the first time. Every yeah, episode, the health, every their health. What if they got sick? What if they got hurt? They would forget. They would like lock them in the basement and fucking forget. Have you ever seen like Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmare show? He just finds the most <laughs> bewildered people who tried to keep their marriage together by opening a shitty bar and grill. Ninety percent of businesses in America. Yeah, if you just watch any of these shows. Watch any of these. Come fix my business shows and imagine those people with functionally a slave and they're also they're also shout out to brett and brian they're shitty people they're small business tyrants yeah they're absolute tyrants but after the at the end of the show they get all fixed right yes yeah okay so just need more of these shows (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm I'm gonna skip to the very last draft gordon ramsay based economy is what you're saying clone gordon ramsay send him to every failing small business in america No, it's like it's like it's like a bureaucracy, basically. I think we should nationalize Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> uh, this pro- the program puts the burden of responsibility and choice, as well as the freedom to profit, on hardworking Americans who seek to better their lot by taking away the freedom of non-Americans. <laughs> Immigration is just one of any number of social problems that can be solved with what we call radical markets. By exp- what everyone else calls. Owning a slave. <laughs> I, I literally can't. I realize I sound a little bit like blown away by this, but it. the thing is you read it and it just keeps getting worse. Well, well, no, I mean, it is because radical markets. What does that genuinely mean? Everything is a market. Everything is marketable. Everything is a commodity. That means human beings. Why would human beings be exempt? That's from extremely that? radical of you, man. That's the radicalist fucking market is one yeah. where human beings are part of the basket of commodities that we fucking trade. They're by, like Rosa Luxemburg. By over exploiting here. the logic of the market in an area that is normally bureaucratized, we can advance equality as well as economic growth. I hope this the man end. dies. <laughs> I hope he dies. Okay. What if you could, you know, get someone from Paraguay or whatever, pay them five uh, an hour, but not to do a job, but just to be your friend. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, just someone to hang out with. Mail-order friend. Yeah. That'd well, be cool. It would help some of the Pepes. Yeah. It would they help. had actual human friends. It would help us, five of us, five friends. Oh, double the amount of friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Like, if you paid them $5 an hour just to hang out, like, that's fair. Those are not doing work. Oh my yeah. god! Or I feel or, like hanging out with Pepe's is work. <laughs> yeah. Or we get five people and they do this show for us. <laughs> we train them for a week on uh, <laughs> on our ways. Yeah. On our ways. We're gonna stop by Home Depot right yeah. after this recording. We're gonna make them all play all the Metal Gear games. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna watch them do that. No, no, no. Your will and your mat. You should not be eating. Can we pick the countries that our guys, our equivalents are going to come from? Of well, we could shop around, you know. All right, yeah. I think that uh, my style of humor is most similar to a German person's. 
So I'd like a German to replace me some of the days <laughs> oh. some, with some classic riffs like, uh, oh, what if you woke up one day in your bed with chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> classic German comedy. People would love this show. Yeah. Oh, it would be. Amber, who, who's, who's your replacement coming from? Uh, North Korea. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Because you know what? They get shit done. That's right. They're not allowed to leave their radical labor market, though. That's the only problem. I'm going to well, go. Well, this will be a new. Uh, this they're they're going to have a new opening up of of the society now. Things are happening. There's going to be new opportunities. Uh, I think I would go with uh, with a uh, with a French guy hmm. who uh, just talked about like who also smell. smells like you. Oh. oh! oh! God damn it! <laughs> You're double up. Just a guy who you know. Pratt Falls and uh, and Muhammad caricatures. Yeah. <laughs> That's my kind of humor. All day. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to South Korean best gamers in the world. Excellent. Very aspirational. We keep them away are though from, uh, get along. Yeah, keep them away from uh, Ambers. I think my guy, you know, Germans are famously advocates of world peace, and I think that <laughs> my guy can create a solution between both of you. Who's yours, Will? You know what? I'm not even going to be picky. All I'll just say is... Immigrants, we get the job done. <laughs> before we before we stop, I want to give a uh, special special shout out to somebody. Uh, there is a listener who is in need of a liver transplant. I may have seen me share it today, but he seems like he's already gotten two potential matches, which is great. But he's in for you know he's in for a tough haul, but he's holding strong. But shout out to Jack McGrath, McGrath. Sorry, that's um, all. Okay, uh, quick thing. Uh, one, buy the book, obviously. We will have links here. And uh, new tour dates have been added in San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle. Check it out at chapotraphouse.com. Buy the tickets. Also, still a handful of tickets available in Los Angeles, but those are going fast. Yeah. If um, Yeah. So, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco. More shows. More shows. More Chapo. More work for us. Uh, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> oh, but let's get on this Fiverr the thing though. What for the second shows in these cities? Oh yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're getting our we're, we're getting our stand-ins yeah, for those. Yeah. Come on. All right. Uh, yeah, and I wanted to say first of all uh, that I last week went to a fundraiser for Teamsters for a Democratic Union, They're an amazing uh, organization within the Teamsters. Um, they are a sort of democratization effort from within the union, all rank and file. Um, the insurgent candidate for the Teamster president won 49% of the vote last international union election. Uh, TDU is building a movement to finish the job and transform teachers from the bottom up. And they're organizing campaigns right now to end part-time poverty at UPS and raise starting wages to $15 an hour. And they're running an insurgent candidate. Um, and anyone can support the work. You can find out more at tdufuturefund.org. Um, they're really great. Check them out. You can read about them in uh, Labor Notes as well. Uh, and speaking of Labor Notes, the next Labor Now is coming up. All right. Brought to you by Verso Books and Jacobin. It's the third installment of Labor Now, a three-part monthly winter panel series where moderator me brings together trade unionists, labor journalists, and labor historians to talk about the workers' movement. This panel is our third panel. It is themed on union power. In a country with no party of the workers, how does the labor movement build and exercise power? What is the future of the politics for labor? What is the role of labor in the path to socialism? And what is the ideal relationship between left political organizations and organized labor? You should come out, 
It's the 22nd. It's at the Verso Loft. It is at 7.30, and there will be booze. Um, speakers are great this time. we got Adolf Reed Jr. Uh, he wrote Class Notes, among many others. And he's written for The Nation and The Village Voice. Uh, and he was the interim national counsel of the American Labor Party. Did you know there was an American Labor Party? There was in the 90s. I knew this. You knew this, yeah. Um, also, Mark Dudzik, who's a longtime labor activist. He was uh, president of Local 8149 of the... Um, Oil, Chemical, and Atomic Workers International, and he was the national organizer for the Labor Party, and he's currently the national coordinator of the labor campaign for single payer. Marcus Barnett, you may remember him. He was one of our guests during uh, the DSA convention. He will be visiting us. Madchester Marcus, I call him. Yes, Madchester Marcus. Um, He is an elected regional political officer for the National Union of Rail, Maritime, and Transport Workers. And he is active in labor and the Corbin Group Momentum. And we'll also have Seth Ackerman, managing editor of Jacobin Magazine. Uh, it's going to be really great. We're going to talk about party, electoral politics, and how the left and labor can relate to one another. So come on out and get drunk. Can I do just one plug to wrap the whole thing up? Just sort of an yeah. kind of overall plug. Um, we talked a lot about uh, the book on today's episode. Oh, by the book. Yeah, the, we've said it before. We will continue to say it. Buy my book. No, uh, what I want to say is um, I had so much fun writing the book, and I am blown away by the phenomenal response that we've got now uh, for this book, and I really can't wait to you guys to read it. Um, I really honestly couldn't have imagined that this would have happened like two years ago when we started doing the show, but... I want to say like one of the things that has been funnest for me about doing the show is many of our friends who have started their own podcasts, but like starting originally with Brett and Brian and Street Fight, who were the guys who were doing this before us and the reason that we have a podcast. So Brett and Brian, Street Fight Radio, but also um, fucking No Cartridge, Age of Napoleon, Champagne Sharks, just like a lot of really great, smart funny people doing independently produced shows out there that are catching on. And honestly, I couldn't be happier for all of them. But yeah, if you like us at all, please check them out. If you haven't already, Derek Davison has been on our show a million times. He, I think provides incredibly cogent analysis. He's a great writer. If you're interested in any foreign policy at all, please, or Islamic history, anything, please check out Derek. Champagne Sharks is a great show. And of course, we wouldn't exist without Brett and Brian. Brett and Brian are two of our favorite people on earth. Their show is fucking great. Please check them out. Uh, go off, Kings. Go off, Kings. The, Your really, Kickstarter sucks. We've already one of the funniest, twi- the funniest Twitch stream I've ever seen. It's every, Everyone is fucking great. Uh, those guys are really funny. And uh, it's just... I have a lot of fun doing this, but I have a, really have a lot of fun seeing what every everyone else is doing as well. But, are, yeah, and of course we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Pod Save America, which sixteen <laughs> hundred. Um, these guys don't agree on everything. Check them out. So um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good place to leave it. Yeah. Yep. So, till next time, guys. Bye. 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 Ever since I was young, they said I won't be nothing. Now they always say congratulations. Work so hard, forgot how to vacation. They ain't never had the dedication. People hate me, say we changing, look, we made it. Yeah, we made it. That was never friendly, yeah. Now I'm jumping out of band, yeah. And I know I sound